morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome. I want to welcome you to New Hope Community Church on this beautiful day. Beautiful to be together and to come together to worship our God. Let's stand together, please. Our first uh, opening, our opening song is a beautiful hymn of the church called The Church's One Foundation. Of course, the only true foundation we have is Jesus Christ. Christ her Lord. She is his new creation by water and the word. From heaven he came and sought her to be his holy bride. With his own blood he Three in one, and mid. 
No announcements today. All right, but I'm getting the. You should have had your striped shirt on, referee. I would have known what to look for. No announcements today. I guess nothing's happening. So, <laughs> of course, there are things happening. It's just that there's no announcements. Okay, you'll do it later. Good. It's good that we communicate, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's your name again, sir? <laughs> All right. Well, welcome. Good morning. And uh, it's good to have you here at the New Hope Community Church. Uh, my name is Todd and I, the team is here to help lead us in worship of our great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And uh, we know that the Holy Spirit is, is here with us in this room. And uh, that first song we sang, I hope you, you knew that uh, or I hope you uh, appreciated if you didn't know it, appreciated the words that the one, the one foundation we have is in Jesus Christ, our Lord, and especially, of course, the foundation of the church. The church is, is, is many things and, and many people that come together, many different um, abilities, many different gifts. And, of course, we read in Scripture that everyone has that different gift, but all the gifts work together, and every person is necessary. We have the, the arm and the hand and the foot and the leg and the head and the, and the body, and, and without you in particular, everyone that's here, everyone in this room, everyone that's watching online, without you in particular, the church will not function correctly. So please know you are, of course, loved by God and you are part of this church and you are an important part of this church. Don't think that it's not important that you're here. It's very important each and every week. Do not forsake the assembling together of the body of Christ. And of course, you're here. And so that's great. So I'm not preaching to the choir. I'm kind of preaching to the choir here. But uh, for those of you who aren't here, it's important that you that you be here and, and, and that we all be together. And don't think that anyone is unimportant. You all have a role to play. So this morning, your role is to worship God and our role as well as we help lead to worship God with all our heart, with all our soul with all our mind and with all our strength. Let me pray for us and we'll continue on in the service. God, thank you for uh, the presence of the, of, of the Spirit here with us today. And I pray that, God, the touch of the Spirit would be real and true in everyone's heart. God, you give just what we need when we need it. I know there are needs, God, for each person in this room. Some of them are, are, are deep wounds, God. Some are trials that we're facing. I pray for your touch this morning, for peace, for patience, for faith, God, to know that you are working in each of our lives. You know each of our situations. 
and you are working to strengthen us, build us up and make us more like Jesus Christ, even though for now we may be hurting. God, I pray that there would be just that firm belief and trust that our one foundation is Jesus Christ and we don't need anything else. So often we look here and we look there and we look to this and that and trust in other things, God, ourselves or our work or our finances or whatever it may be, God. But help us to just give all to you. You are the firm foundation. You hold everything in your hands. Help us to wait with hopeful faith. Help us to trust your plan. So as we come together, God, I pray that you would be pleased with what we bring. Worship from our heart. I pray that we would bless your name. God, and I do pray for a blessing in return from you. I pray that this time together would be an encouragement to all who are here, to all who are listening online. I pray that it would give us strength and joy to face the coming week. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'd love to read from the book of Colossians chapter 1. really goes well with the song that we just sang and where we are headed for the rest of our worship time and in the service as well for the, for the sermon. So this is what Paul says to the church in uh, Colossae. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross peace we have peace with God though we were far from him and lost and dead in our sin we have peace with God through the blood that Jesus Christ shed on the cross so this morning we sing to the king let's stand together
just do me a favor, close your eyes for a second. Just think of those words that we just sang. You're the only God whose power none can contend. Not even the gates of hell can prevail against the power of God. You're the only God whose name and praise will never end. You are unchangeable as you have been from the very beginning, in which there was no beginning, God always was, always is, always will be. And he is completely unchangeable through all of time. Even though time means nothing to him, unchangeable, unshakable, unstoppable. You are God. God, our hope is all in you. Jesus, hope of the nations. Jesus, comfort for all who mourn. You are the source of heaven, joy.
Thank you for joining in that spirit of worship and giving our God the praise that only he deserves. Amen. Hope of the nations and hope for every single individual in the world who trusts and believes in him. Let's pray together. God, thank you for the opportunity to declare that truth that in you and you alone we have our hope. And you and you alone are the very foundation of the church. Each one of us, God, can trust in you hope in you, believe in you, and we know that you will never fail us or forsake us. Through every step that we take, whether 
easy or difficult, whether in trial or in triumph, God, you are with us. And we thank you for that. Thank you for bringing us out of our sin, for forgiving us our sin, for making us holy, set apart for God the Father. And God set apart for this life as well. Our role, God, as children of God is to declare your praise and to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus. And this, God, is where it starts as we, as we energize ourselves for the week ahead by giving you the praise that you deserve, by praying to you, hearing, hearing from your word, God, and, and, and taking it in. So I pray, God, that you would help us to continue in a spirit of worship as Chuck brings the sermon you have put on his heart. Give us ears to hear. Give us a mind to understand, God, and give us courage and grace to follow where you lead. I pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 You may have a seat. Good morning. It's great to be back. Uh, Kim, if you could just hit that back light on for me, please. Uh, The... um, Welcome live and live stream, and I really appreciate everybody being here, and uh, my name is Chuck Wilson, in case I didn't get a chance to say hi yet, I think I caught everybody on the way in, but uh, I'm going to actually in charge of announcements today, so uh, we had a lot of people away, my announcers are away, but here's, here goes, uh, special greeting, Peggy Ramsey, who's watching, she couldn't be here today, she had her, she just had a heart procedure, or a procedure on a couple different things, so she's in a lot of pain today, but we want to wish her a happy birthday, 93 this week, and I see Joe, how's she doing, Joe, Joe, a lot of, yeah, so Joe took care of her, I really appreciate that, buddy, and uh, then Julie Bunce, uh, here we go, Julie's birthday this week, can I say, can I say, it's a big one, 90 years old this week, Tuesday, You want to live long and look wonderful? Come to New Hope Community Church. This is like the, uh, Chuck Harrison is not 90, but he's not here today. I didn't see him. But Chuck Harrison's birthday is this week. But he got a special birthday present, a new grandson. So if you see Chuck, you know, grandson. And then Josiah, one of, one of our youth leaders, Josiah, and my son-in-law, birthday uh, this week, right? This week, yeah. And also... Megan, I got her. Megan's birthday is this week, too. So we got Megan. Good, good, good. And anniversaries. Where's Brian? Oh, wait. I missed one? He won't be here next week, but Gordon's birthday is coming up. Uh, Gordon's birthday. Gordon. Happy birthday, Gordon. You're not allowed to skip your birthday week, so just so you know. Thank you, Todd. Uh, Brian, you got an announcement? 32 years. Yeah. And I can't get Fred to stand up, but Fred and Jeanette are just ahead of you, 35 years. Wave, Fred. Wave, at least wave. Fred, 35 years. Uh, On the back table, we have the new Harvest. uh, Yeah. Oh, okay, 20 years. Thank you. 20. Just had your birthday. Now the anniversary is awesome. 
And baptisms, awesome. Yeah. Yes, awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, Harvest, uh, just once I'll send you out in a minute. Harvest, uh, he, healing for sexual brokenness, whether you or someone, there's all kinds of, uh, I put the newsletter on the back table, grab one, read it, just powerful stories of how God is working. So I just want to encourage you on that. And also there's a book in the back, uh, Linda Conover donated about end times and wars and stuff, so that's in the back. You can grab that on your way out also. And I also want to say thank you for giving. I don't know if you noticed the bulletin, but we're actually back on budget, which is a really big miracle. We never talk about money, you know that. But I just want to say thank you for everybody for your faithful giving. And also, uh, I know some people out there online have been asking, so you can also do online giving. You just go onto the website, the church website www.newhopechurchpa.org, and there's a place right right there for the online giving because I know some of the folks that watch online wanted to also give, okay? So now the kids can head out. If they haven't already escaped me, uh, you can head out. There they go. Kids can head out to Children's Church. And next week, we're going to be back in Romans 7. Don't miss next week, Romans 7. Going to be back there. Got a wild one. But in light of the world events this week, I decided to take a a one-week rabbit trail, but really a very important one. One One-third of the Bible is prophecy. Did you know that? Sometimes people roll their eyes, prophecy. One-third. So you're rolling your eyes at one-third of the Bible. All right? So it's prophecy. But but in light of the world events, the the title for today is Connecting the Dots. Connecting the dots, Israel, the world, and the U.S., and I'll add this, us, too. Not just U.S., but little U.S., us, to our lives. And I'm going to use Matthew 24 a lot. Just when we thought the world couldn't get any crazier, right? We, you, you should know if you've come to this church, it's going to. But uh, just when we thought it couldn't get any crazier, look what happened. Israel is attacked this week. Hamas, which instigated by Iran, obviously, attacks Gaza. Massacres, uh, just unthinkable massacre. Just hard to even picture. If you haven't watched any videos, it, it, reading doesn't do it justice. Uh, Israel has put Gaza under siege. They're promising to eradicate Hamas. Many in the Muslim world, uh, the Arab world, have celebrated this massacre all over the world. You saw the the dancing in the streets and the celebration, even in the United States. Uh, Now that Israel has responding, now they're protesting. You can't win. You know, they're protesting, right? Uh, But this whole thing is exposing their true goals. Their true goal is to wipe Israel off the map. That you talk to any of them individually or you hear these speeches that get leaked out, that, that is definitely what they want to do. Uh, it was never about a two-state solution. It never was. They want one state, and Israel's not included in that. That's the goal. And so this, this is what's going on. The world is now divided more than ever over this thing. Listen, it's all happening just like we've been seeing. It's the, the world is divided. The Muslim countries were largely quiet after the massacre, or they were blaming Israel for the massacre, right? And now, and now they're all responding with threats against Israel for responding, right? Many nations even were silent. Russia was very quiet, quiet but now they're openly against uh, Israel, they're openly against it. Their fragile relationship has been broken. And this morning, China came out against Israel and what they're doing. So you see it setting up, just like we've talked about so many times. We see the division here, too, in the United States. It's, it's just incredible. Uh, the squad was quiet or blamed Israel, you know. And, and uh, listen, it's, it's, it's severe. You know, I, you know I, 
hate to pick on anybody politically, but, uh, you know, they, they did a poll this week, and they found that from the Democrats, the majority of Democrats are now pro-Palestinian and against Israel. The majority. And you say, well, the Republicans, Republicans are about 75% pro-Israel, and the other are pro-Palestinian. That's horrible. It should be 100%, right? So there's a problem with both parties on this thing. But that, that's what's happening in the United States. You saw the marching, the dancing in the streets, and now there's marching in the streets, right, supporting Hamas. Uh, they're calling the Jews Nazis. Uh, you, you've seen what has happened. I told you this was going to happen. The social justice warriors have converged with the Black Lives Matter uh, uh, groups, and, and, they, and, and, and they're all partnering together with the Palestinians. They're coming together. Remember I said it was demonic? Remember I said this, these, are not, these are demonic. Whenever a group, Black Lives Matter, well, you know, we support every Black Lives Matter, that organization. That's who our church supports. But Black Lives Matter was all for abortion and killing black babies. They were, they were uh, trying to destroy the family and, and, and with, with severe, with just intense homosexual rights but their goal they said was to destroy the family in america they said that and and they got these christians supporting them and and partnering with them it, it was all a demonic delusion all a demonic delusion now it's coinciding with the lgbtq thing and it's all coming together and what is what is the common theme of them anti-semitic they hate israel it's demonic. This whole thing that's happening in our country is demonic. I told you that. Even many American Jews are conflicted. They don't like the attacks. They don't like the massacres, you know, but, but they still think Israel's a bad guy. You know, that's what they think. Uh, they're ignorant of the truth. They bought the lies just like many Christians in, in America. Read that email I sent out. It gives the true history of Israel. The, I mean, it's just ignorance is all it is. Read that email that I had sent out. But here, how should we respond? How should we respond? How can we prepare for what is coming? What is coming? Because all this aside, this is all in God's word. We saw it coming. How should we respond? I'm going to connect some dots and, and how, what's going to happen and how we should respond. And then uh, why don't you put on your seatbelts, okay? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the worship, especially that last song was perfect. Perfect for what this world is going through, what we have in Jesus Christ. That, is just, that was just an exclamation point on the worship, Lord. And, Lord, I pray that every one of us, our eyes would be open, that we wouldn't fall for the deceptions and the delusion, the great delusion that it's coming, that we know God's going to send on the world. We, we pray that we would not fall for the lies of the Antichrist and, and the spirit of the Antichrist, who John says is already in the world. Don't we know it? I pray if anybody here is ne- or listening has never put their faith in Jesus Christ, that today would be the day. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so everything that we are seeing, everything that you just saw playing out is clearly predicted in God's word. Clearly predicted. Uh, if you haven't... I. During uh, the shutdown, I did the whole series, the prophetic series, Making Sense of This Crazy World. And 
I want to encourage you, if you haven't listened, to listen to it because nothing would surprise you, right? You've heard it all. It's all right there in the book of Daniel and the Revelation. At the very least, listen to the first four sermons, which was Mark 13 and Matthew 24, talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ. And remember, it was about the birth pains, the contractions, the water breaks, and then the birth, Jesus comes again. So we've seen the birth pains already. We're seeing the contractions getting stronger and stronger. The next thing is the water going to is going to break and it could happen when does the water break when you're going to give birth suddenly it just suddenly happens and we know it's getting close and then of course uh the birth is jesus christ coming again if you go on the website the youtube the Podbean, or our church website go down to the bottom and start from the bottom that's where those four are but anyway uh, today i want to give you some keys to remember as you study god's word As you study God's word and you follow the world news, I'm going to give you some keys to remember. And the first key is that Israel is the key. Israel is the key. God's prophetic, Israel is God's prophetic timepiece. The timepiece. Keep your eyes on Israel always. Ezekiel 5.5 says this. God said, this is Israel this is, I'm sorry, this is Jerusalem, which I've set in the center of the nations with countries all around her. You see what God, he put Jerusalem, this little tiny country, this little tiny city is the center of the belly button of the world. It's because God has done that. He's done it. He did it to bring his, his son, the Messiah. But he's also doing it to bring his son the second time, the return of Jesus Christ. And that, keep your eyes on Israel. When I t- hear Christians teach, or, or uh, 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 when I hear churches teach, or when I hear Christians say something like this, that the church has replaced Israel, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Because it's unbelievable. Abraham and his seed start out in the book of Genesis... And they go through the book of Revelation. They're the focal point of God's word from Genesis through Revelation. Jesus Christ, the Jew, right? Jesus Christ, the Jew, is coming back to Jerusalem. We know exactly where he's going to land. Jerusalem. To the temple which will be rebuilt. I hear people all the time, you know, talking about that. Well, it's, you know, it's not real. Uh, it's, it's going to be rebuilt. Keep your eyes open. When the temple is rebuilt, know that the second coming of Jesus Christ is very near. Very, very near. The Antichrist at that time will make a, 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 a peace treaty with them. And, that, and when they do that, the seven-year peace treaty he makes with Israel, that will be the start of the great tribulation. Halfway through, the Antichrist will break that deal that he made with them, and he will, be, he will demand this, this temple that you thought you were building for your God, you're going to worship me in that temple. That's what he's going to do. That's why he's going to really allow it to be built. In fact, in Matthew 24, verse 15, look at this. Jesus warns us. He says, so when you see standing in the holy place, the holy place is in the temple, the temple. Jesus said there's going to be a temple there, all right? When you see the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand the abomination that causes desolation is the Antichrist setting up his own image to be worshipped in the temple. We see it in Daniel 9. We see it in Revelation 13. And listen to what he says then. Then let those who are in the Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go back to get their cloak. Uh, Did I skip a verse? 
Let no one uh, go back to verse. Uh, yeah, verse 17. Jumping too quick for me here. Uh, let no one on the housetop go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in the winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great distress, unequaled. From the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. That's what's coming. Daniel 9, Revelation 13. And we see all this setting up. We see it setting up there. Have you been following? If you, I read the Jerusalem Post every day. Read it. Uh, the, the temple riots. There have been riots there recently. There have been protests. There have been Jews trying to get up there and sacrifice the lamb. There's been the Muslims trying to, to block them and to try to take over the mount. It, it's, it's, it's getting hot on the temple mount because both sides know prophetically. Both sides know what's coming. And that's one of the key reasons for the war. Did you notice that Hamas said one of the key reasons they attacked? One was they wanted to separate Israel from Saudi Arabia and this whole deal going on, which has now happened. But the second one was the Temple Mount. They're not going to get our Temple Mount. <laughs> Guess what? They're going to get it. Some other dot, dots to connect from Matthew 24. There will be, there will be, Matthew 24 9. Look at this. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death and you will be hated by all nations because of me there will be intense worldwide persecution even here how do we know it's going to even be in the united states well we can see it already right it's coming but also all nations that includes the united states if we're even here we'll talk about that later all right uh all nations uh, worldwide persecution it's already right now the worst that it's ever been but our media ignores it and most christians are ignorant because it but 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 it's coming here most christians don't know unless you read voice of the martyrs unless you read open door you know brother andrew's open door uh we, we they, it's crazy in fact i was just reading a report from prophecy newsletter it says this western world sleeping as christian persecution spreads worldwide this is just the tip of the iceberg listen to this i'll just read you a few things from this article did you know that the vast multitude of did you know that vast multitudes of christians have been killed and hundreds of churches have been attacked in recent months guess that wasn't on cnn if you live in the western world there's a good chance that you haven't heard anything about this that is because of what becomes news is tightly controlled by a handful of exceedingly powerful corporations. So you aren't going to get the news they want you to get. You know, Taylor Swift and this guy, the football player. That's all you're going to read. That's all you're going to hear. That's what he says here. Uh, but do I care about all the? But do I care about all the Christians that are being slaughtered in the Manipur state in India? U.N. experts have appealed to India's government over the ongoing violence in Manipur state, which has left 187 dead, 70,000 displaced, and hundreds of churches destroyed amid ethnic and religious tensions. India's government has deployed tens of thousands of soldiers to the region, but they, have been completely, they haven't been able to completely stop the violence. Many in India are deeply hate the fact that Christianity has spread so rapidly in that nation in recent years, and the level of persecution just continues to get worse with each passing year. Meanwhile, the U.S. government is being asked to intervene in the present genocide of 120,000 Armenian Christians by the Islamic government of Azerbaijan. If 
the Biden administration does not take action soon, thousands of Armenian Christians could die. Do you think that the Biden administration will do the right thing? I'm just reading this. I'm not saying this. All right. Sadly, Biden and his minions rarely do anything to protect Christians around the world. At this point, Christian communities are being regularly attacked all over the Middle East in the Pakistani city of Faslabad. A giant anti-Christian mob recently went on an extremely violent rampage, attacking, burning, killing. If you choose to be a Christian in Pakistan, you are literally putting your life on the line every single day. If you were suddenly stopped by a hardline Muslim and asked to recite the Islamic profession of faith, what would you do? Well, if you won't stand firm in the United States... I'll tell you what you're going to do. One Pakistani pastor recently was faced with this exact scenario on a recent Sunday evening, and his answer got him shot in the chest. Throughout the Middle East and in heavily Islamic areas of Africa, there are relentless efforts to eradicate the Christian faith. For example, did you know that since 2009, more than 18,000 churches have been burned in Nigeria? 18,000 thousand churches in the last 15 years in Nigeria. Both Boko Haram and uh, the Muslim Fulani herders have targeted Christians in Nigeria. At least 18,000 churches have been burned, 2,200 Christian schools, and 5 million Christians have been internally displaced. Why doesn't the mainstream media in the Western world ever talk about this? Of course, the nation that seems most determined to wipe out the Christian faith is North Korea. North Korea. And I'll end with this. Uh, in North Korea, those that are discovered to be Christians are arrest, arrested and shipped off to concentration camps where they are literally worked to death. And we're worried about the eagles. Right? I mean, really. We, we, we as Christians are focused on the dumbest things. And, and I'm not trying to pick on Eagles fans, but I'm just I'm giving you an example of what we focus on as Christians. Is Taylor Swift going to be at the Kansas City game? I mean, I mean, really, this is what is going on all over the world, all over the world. Uh, another thing there will be there will be persecution. Get ready for it. If you're a real Christian, which most people in America aren't, so they don't have to worry about it. if you're a real Christian, I believe most of you are, we gotta worry. Another thing there will be is in Matthew twenty four, verse ten it says this at that time many will turn away from the faith and betray and hate each other. Jesus talking. Many will turn away from the faith. Many will do that. Uh, there will be a great falling away of apparent Christians, what did we see during the shutdown? A lot of division. The wheat and the weeds were separated, weren't they? We saw it. it, it we're seeing it here. Uh, in Second Thessalonians 2, this is what it says, verse 1, Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him, we ask you, brothers, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by some prophecy, report, or letter supposed to have come from us, saying that the day of the Lord has already come. Don't let anyone de- deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed. 
We know the land and the lawlessness, that's the Antichrist. But until the rebellion occurs, the Greek word for that is, is, is literally apostasy. So the apostasy occurs. Then that's what we are seeing in the world today. Europe has already completely ditched Christianity, fallen away, and now the USA is also in a free fall. Only 6% of Americans now claim to be Christian and believe the Bible. Only 6%. What does that mean? Only 6% are truly Christians. And we just saw what happened during the shutdown and how many Christians went south during that time, right? That, that, this is why, only 6%, this is why so many Christians, so many churches, so many Christian colleges went woke recently. They, they so easily went woke because they're already asleep. They're already asleep. That's why they went woke so easily. Uh, but there will also, that's the bad news, there's the good news, there will also be worldwide evangelism. Matthew 24, 14 says this, worldwide evangelism. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. The gospel is going to be preached in the entire world. God's word has now been translated into almost every known language. There's just a few small Tribe pockets, you know, but it, every major group is now has the Bible available to them, and the internet has allowed the gospel to penetrate everywhere. Even the most closed countries now, they're we're getting the gospel into them. Even as many Christian countries are going apostate, as many as many are going apostate, we're also seeing many countries where the gospel is exploding. The apostasy is occurring, but also. The gospel is occurring. Reaching the world is occurring. We're, we've already talked about India. Uh, China has 100 million believers now. Well, you know, evil China. Hey, don't forget, they got more Christians than we do, you know. Uh, the, the, the South Korea, you, it's a miraculous story. Africa, what has happened in Africa and is happening. There's many, many places, and I'm just naming a couple, where the gospel is spreading powerfully. Uh, I, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you on these Matthew 24, the contractions and all. I want to encourage you to listen to, to, to uh, listen to the Matthew 24, Mark 13, the first four sermons. If you haven't done that or you want to be, you know, do it again. But this could, what's going on in the world could all just be, just, could just be birth pains. It could be contractions which are getting closer together and, and more intense, which that's definitely that. But the water could be ready to break at any time. And when that water breaks, then we know Jesus is coming soon and very soon, right? He's going to come soon and very soon. And, of course, you, you have the rapture in that mix, too. That could happen now. It could happen in the middle of the tribulation. It could happen at the end. Uh, just depend on your theology. That's what's going to happen to you. If you move in pre-trib, you'll go early. No, no, I'm kidding. doesn't matter what we think. Listen, I say some people are so strong on pre-trip. This, this is going to happen. It doesn't matter what you think. It only matters what God's word. Do I want that? Yeah, I pray for it every day. I say, Jesus, please take us up today. I'm good with a pre-tribulation rapture. I vote for that. I pray. I, I literally pray it every day. I really do. But I'm ready for pre-wrath, middle of the tribulation, and I'm also ready for post-tribulation. Pray for pre-trib, pray for an early rapture, prepare for a later one. That's the only sane thing to do. And biblically, you can make a strong argument for all three of them, believe me. All right, so uh, anyway, that, for, that's, that's free. All right, let's just say that the water is breaking right now. Let's say it's breaking right now. How could it play out if it really was going to break 
within the next month. How could it play out? Ezekiel 38 to 39 says Russia and a Muslim coalition will attack Israel. I know that's hard to picture, <coughs> right? But this coalition is going to attack. Just this morning, Russia's hammering away. The, the, the relationship, that, this delicate relationship that Russia had with Israel is now broken. Front page of news today. It's broken. Uh, it's all set up. Israel is, Putin is mad at Israel because they've been neutral on the Ukraine already. He's really ticked off at them. And he's also mad about something else. He's upset that, that Europe is now turning to Israel for natural gas. In Ezekiel 38 and 39, it talks about how Russia is going to come to try to take the treasures of Israel. And when I was a kid, you know, younger, young man, just in ministry, I was like, what treasure does Israel have? What do they want, the olives? You know what? You know, what, what are they? I just can't picture. This prophecy doesn't make sense. And now it does. They found the mother load of all mother loads. It's unbelievable what they have found. And Europe because they're mad at Russia, is turning off the spigot to Russia, and their plan is to turn it on with Israel to supply the needs. Guess who doesn't like that? That's really upsetting, you know who. Right? And, and they're, so they're, they're furious with that. And Ezekiel says that Russia will invade with a Muslim coalition. And the, the countries are laid right out. Iran. Sudan. Libya, and Turkey, with many peoples with them. So the whole Muslim war is going to come with them. But specifically, the Bible names those four, those four countries coming with Russia, the Muslim crescent. Uh, so many, I remember 20 years ago talking about this, and so many people say, that's impossible. This prophecy, this, it's all figurative. It's not real because symbolic because it can't, can't be Turkey. Turkey's part of the West now. They're pro-West. And they, they join NATO, and they're trying to get into the European Union, and they'll never do this. They're with us now. They're our friends now. And I remember having this discussion with people. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Turkey, pro-West Turkey, look at them now. Look at them now. They're pulling away from NATO. They said, okay, you don't want us in the EU. We don't want to be in there. We're going to go with our friend Russia, you know, and, and they're doing it. And now Turkey is blaming Israel for this, the, the massacre. They're blaming them for the massacre in Gaza, and they're also blaming the United States. They're all over it. They're all over it. And, but this coalition, which is coming for the treasure, uh, they're going to be defeated. It will be a miraculous event, Ezekiel says. They're going to be defeated. But somehow, somehow, the... Uh, the European Union and the Antichrist, somehow they're going to uh, uh, claim credit somehow. Somehow they're going to come out as the good guys. The, the, the revived Roman Empire will emerge from this big war as the main political entity, the, the ruling entity, the revived Roman Empire, which is the European Union and whoever they control, and the Antichrist is going to be part of that. They're, the, the world and Israel are going to think they're the good guys. They're the good guys because they helped. They were pro-Israel during this war. They're going to think they're the good guys because they supported Israel. But the good guys will turn out to be even worse. Going to turn out to be really bad guys. 
the hero who will now head up the European Union revived Roman Empire will be the Antichrist. So many people have said in the past, oh, Putin's the Antichrist, or Donald Trump's the Antichrist. And I tell them, are you crazy? They're not the Antichrist. They're not popular. You know, you know, some people love them, and a lot of people hate them. There's no way that they're the Antichrist. The Antichrist is going to be popular. He's going to be a celebrity. People are going to love the Antichrist. He's going to be smooth and deceptive and smooth. And he's going to be loved and worshipped by the masses. He's going to be the ultimate celebrity in this world. But then he will morph into a demonic monster. We see this in Revelation 13. I'll read it in just a moment. He'll show his true colors. He's going to actually be a controlling person, a brutal person. He will demand to be worshipped as God. Revelation 13 verse 15 says this. Look at what it says, what happens with him. Revelation 13 verse 15. Did I give it to you? I didn't give you that one. All right. Uh, I'll read it. I'm just going to read it to you. I always miss one. All right, so, but I expect them to read my mind, so that's the important thing. You should have known I was going to go to that. Okay, Revelation 13, verse 15, where it says this. Small, small print here. He was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that it could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. He also forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead, so that though no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. This calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight, let him calculate the number of the beast, for it is a man's for it is man's number, his number is six six six. That's what the Antichrist is going to morph into, what he's going to do. If the Antichrist, I'm, you know, everybody's always trying to figure out who he is. But if he was right now, I'm just going to give you a picture. If this, we're doing, playing the game, if this was right now, if it was right now, there's only one person who fits. Fits. Zelensky. He's the only one. He is the only one, and I'm not saying it's going to be him, but this is going to be somebody like that. Everybody loves Zelensky. He's the darling of the EU. He's the darling of the West because he stood up to Putin, and he's been heroic. He's done a lot of you know, heroic things. He's a popular hero. He's anti-Russian, right? He has Jewish heritage. He has Jewish blood, but yet he's Christianish. Christianish. That's what Daniel says has to happen. The Antichrist has to have Jewish blood, but be Look like a Christian. Okay, that's in Daniel. But Zelensky or someone just like him will turn. They'll start out looking really good. They're going to save Israel, help save Israel. They're going to emerge. Everybody's going to love them. But they're going to turn. They're going to morph. They're going to turn. Just like the walking dead. Somebody's a regular person. All of a sudden, they're a zombie. You know? That's what's going to happen. It's going to become a, a, a spiritual zombie. Someone just like him. Could even, could even be him. We'll see. All right? Uh, connect the dots group. Come to that. But, but, but it, it's going to be someone that we think is great. The world thinks it's great. And even Christians will be, you know, even the elect, if that were possible, could be deceived. Right? But, but what about us? What about the USA? What about the U.S.? Where are we in end times prophecy? Where are we in the book of Daniel Revelation? Can anybody find it? We're not there. 
I've heard people make ridiculous, well, we're the eagle, and, you know, then this probably, we're not there. We're not there. We're not there. USA will no longer be a superpower if we even exist. We're not in Daniel Revelation. We are not in prophecy. We, we could implode. We could be divided into several smaller countries. Hard to imagine, isn't it? Uh, we could get run over by another country. You know, we could run out of electricity. You know, our, our, our fuel reserves are so low. They say we couldn't fight a war because they've been lowered by our president to try to save money on gas at the pump to, to stay more popular. Have you been following that story? They're saying we couldn't even fight a war. You know, or we could get hit with a nuclear weapon. There are countries threatening us right now with nuclear weapons. Right now. I was just reading this morning what Putin was saying. He said, I can't believe the U.S. is talking about World War III and nuclear weapon. And I guess they're talking about that. I've got to start thinking about that. He was, he, it, it, and you don't think he won't. Uh, when, and, but even, even with all that, when the dollar is replaced, guess what? In the Bible, there's going to be a one-world currency. One world government, one world religion, one world currency. When the dollar is replaced, and it will, the USA will collapse. Your house will be worth half of what it is right now. We will collapse. Uh, we've got $33 trillion in debt. We can't just print more money anymore. We're in, we're in $33 trillion debt, and we've got to pay it back somehow. We can't. We can't. It, it, it's happening now. BRICS. Have you been following the BRICS? Uh, Russia and China and uh, Brazil and India, and they're inviting the, the Muslim, uh, the, uh, a lot of Middle Eastern countries, but African nations to join. So it's a giant group forming, and, and they want their own currency foundation. It's not going to be the U.S. dollar with the petrol dollars from Saudi Arabia. They, invented Saudi, they invited Saudi Arabia. There goes the petrol dollars, right? It, it's, going, it's all being set up. It's going to happen. The dollar is not going to, to survive much longer. And, and we know it's going to go digital, going to go digital, but it's going to go uh, a one-world currency. It's going to go from probably the BRICS, which will be a big blow to the United States, but then to finally the, Europe, the revived Roman Empire, the Antichrist is going to have a one-world currency, and the USA will go the way of the USSR. Remember the USSR? That was a monster country right indestructible monster country disappeared overnight the usa is going to follow that way we don't know how i'm hoping we break up or we could all move to a more positive place but i know that's not going to happen uh right how do we get ready how do we prepare spiritually and physically how do we do it once again, I want to encourage you to listen to my Daniel Revelation series or David Jeremiah's got a great one, something. It, I'm on YouTube, website, Podbean, but there's, there's some other really solid ones like Dr. Jeremiah, really good. Uh, we also have a Connect the Dots group. We meet every other Sunday at my house. Uh, you can be, meet there or you can Zoom in. Or, but but we, I, I, I deal with this stuff every – I mean, it's unbelievable. I've I got to pile this deep for tonight. I don't even know how we're going to get through it all. It's crazy. Uh, let me know. Email me. Let me know if you want to come or if you want to just be in on the Zooms. Let me know. Uh, David Jeremiah just came out with a great book. Uh, he's one of the most solid guys. Uh, he's called The Great D- Disappearance. The Great Disappearance, 31 Ways to, pre- to Be Rapture Ready. 
I'm ready right now. Are you ready right now? I'm ready right now. Right? So, uh, but I, I'm going to leave this on the table. I, I only have enough copies for tonight's group, but I'm going to leave this on the table so you can look at it and order it. Take a picture with your phone. Order the book. Start reading because it gives us 31 ways to be ready for the rapture and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Some real practical steps. Very, very important to be ready. It's vital to be ready. It's vital to be aware. It's vital to connect the dots so that we aren't going to be deceived. We know the great deception is coming. The great deception is coming. It's vital to, to prepare so we won't drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, what, we saw, what I saw during COVID and, and all the deception and the Christians that bought it, it broke my heart. It broke my heart, uh, you know, the, the shutdown and the churches that closed and stayed closed and took government money, you know, and then, you know, parroted whatever the government was saying. It was a great deception what was going on, what they did. You know, you, you, you couldn't buy or sell without the vaccine, right? You know, you know what I'm talking about? You know, the vaccine that was magic and wonderful and going to solve it. And now they admit it never, never did stop you from catching it or spreading COVID. But, but Fauci, I never said it would. Right? Oh, give me a break. They lie like they breathe. But, but the point is, they, they, we couldn't move without that vaccine. We couldn't do anything without it. And now they know it didn't stop the spread or catching it. They, they admit that now. But even worse, and this is what's worse, and this, I mean, you're going to see where I'm going with this. It, even worse is the abortion technology that was used in the vaccine. There was an ethical vaccine available right from the start that did not use abortion technology in any way. It was available, but the government colluded with farm, big farm, and they would not allow Americans to use it. They colluded. Only, only the poor countries were allowed this ethical vaccine because we can afford the more expensive one. <laughs> Money, wink, wink, right? Uh, you know, only the, it was only at China had an ethical vaccine. China had an ethical vaccine. We use abortion technology vaccines here in the United States. Uh, it, it's just unbelievable. But many Christians took it anyways. Even though we had ivermectin available, ivermectin is proven. But the media shot it down and the president shot it down. But it proven safe and effective. Unbelievable. But they actually outlawed it here in the United States. Now it's back. Get it while you can. All right. But, but it, 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 many Christians took it anyway. Even instead of taking an ivermectin, a proven uh, treatment, they took, we, we Christians, many of us, and listen, I'm not trying to beat you up. I know half our church took it. I'm not trying to beat you up again. I'm trying to make a point. Follow me on this, okay? Many took it, uh, took an experimental mRNA vaccine developed through abortion technology. Why? Because we believe the media's lies. Because we are pressured by the government and the big pharma and just because they're just looking for money. Uh, Americans have learned a lesson. Only 2% have gotten the, the most recent booster. 2% of Americans, they've figured it out. And I know many of you that got the first one will never get another one. We've taught, you've told me I'm encouraged. Because that's the whole point. We have to learn from this. We have to learn from this. This was a warning. This was a contraction. This was something that we have to learn from, not to believe the media's lies and the government. And, and, and I, I even had some, you know, some hard conversations. Uh, someone just was... Got another booster, a Christian, a pro-lifer. And I said, what? I admonish. I said, what are you doing? 
You're, you said you're pro-life. Go get an ethical vaccine. Take ivermectin. He goes, well, my doctor said we have to do it or they won't treat us. I said, what are you going to do when they say you have to get the mark of the beast or not be treated? No answer to that. Because that's exactly what's going to happen. You will have to take the mark of the beast or you won't be able to buy, sell, go to the doctor, anything. Nothing without the mark of the beast. And if you can't handle this little pressure, like the COVID vax pressure, how are you going to handle the mark of the beast? The majority of so-called Christians in America won't handle it. They're going to take it. Listen, I know half of you took it. Learn from it. I'm not trying to beat you up again. I've already, you know, we've had many conversations. But the point is, learn from this. Learn to be discerning. Learn to, to be ready because you don't want to take the mark of the beast. You stand before Jesus and say, why, why, Jesus, why do you have that 666 on your forehead up in heaven? Well, I had to. My doctor said I had to. It's hell. Hell. Eternal hell. Learn from this. Learn from it. And, and handle the pressure and open our eyes, open our eyes and keep our focus. This is important. Keeping our focus. It's not our focus isn't how bad the United States is getting. Right. That's not our focus. It's not how bad the United States is getting. It's not how bad the world is getting. Uh, yeah, we should know. We have to connect the dots biblically, which I'll talk about in just a minute. But the whole reason we watch for all these things is because Jesus Christ is coming again. That's why we watch what's happening. That's why we connect the dots, because we know that Jesus is getting closer and we're getting ready for him to come again. That's the whole point of it. In our group, uh, uh, our Connect the Dots group, we start off every session now with 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 to 4. And 1 Thessalonians 5 says this, Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers, are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. We can't know the day, the time, but we can see the signs, and this day should not surprise us. Most of the world's going to be shocked when Jesus comes again. But we shouldn't be surprised because we have been following, connecting the dots, connecting the dots. That's why we that's how we keep our focus. We keep connecting the dots. But our focus for doing all this back up one chapter, first Thessalonians four, verse 15, where it says this is our focus according to the Lord's own word. We tell you that those who are still alive and are left until the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself would come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will, so we will be with the Lord forever. Here we go. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. That is our focus, keeping our focus. Yeah, verse uh, chapter 5, 1 to 4, not going to be surprised because we see what's happening. But our focus is Jesus coming again. That's our whole focus. And during this time, keeping our focus, we have to keep doing our job, fulfilling our purpose. We have a purpose to our last breath. 
a purpose. Matthew 28, 18 to 20, what's the last thing Jesus said? The Great Commission. That is our focus. That is our purpose. And I know a lot of you are doing that. We're doing that. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Our job, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Our focus, make disciples, leading them to Christ, getting them baptized. If you haven't been baptized, we're going to get you in that river. All right. Uh, you know, teaching them to obey, to obey everything. Making disciples of Jesus Christ. We have to look for the open hearts in this craziness. People are desperate, right? Desperate. Crazy stuff. Desperate. We have Jesus Christ. We have to offer him to everybody that we can. Sharing him with everybody that we can. Look for that open door, that remnant, the remnant revival, the people that God is calling. And maybe you are that desperate person. Maybe you sitting here or watching this somewhere, listening to this somewhere. Maybe you are that desperate person because you have never put your faith in Jesus Christ. You can do it now. The only way to escape the great delusion that is coming, the only way to escape it is to have the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit in you will allow you not to believe the Antichrist lie, the spirit of the Antichrist, the world's lies. It only the Holy Spirit can help you do it. The only way to escape this, this, this coming hell on earth And eternal hell, got that? Coming hell on earth and eternal hell, the only way to escape that is through Jesus Christ, putting your faith in Jesus Christ. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Eternal life. The only way. Have you ever put your faith in Jesus? Said, God, I don't want my sin anymore. I repent of it. I want to put my faith in Jesus, his death on the cross for me, my sin, to pay for it, his resurrection from the dead to give me a brand new life. I want that new life in Jesus Christ. Have you ever done it? You can do it in your heart right now. We're going to pray in just a few minutes, but you can do it in your heart. You can be doing that right now. God could be, listen, God could be waiting for you to repent and put your faith in Jesus. Did you know that? In 2 Peter 3, 8, it says this. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. Some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The Elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. Did you know we could speed the coming of Jesus Christ? I don't know how that works, but it's just what it says. And one of the things that is key is God is waiting for that last person to put their faith in Jesus Christ. You see that? He was patient, waiting. And he may be waiting for you. You. 
I, 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 I want to encourage you to put your faith in Jesus Christ right now in case you're that last one. Because if I get to heaven and find out we had to spend another year on earth because you were not ready to put your faith in Jesus, I'm going to be mad at you. I don't care if it's heaven or not. I'm going to let you have it. And it's not just those who haven't put their faith in Christ, but look at what it also says. Uh, as, um, he says we have to live holy and godly lives. Holy and godly lives also speeds its coming. As Christians, we live holy and godly lives that also speeds its coming. Why? Because Jesus is coming back for a holy bride. A holy bride. Not a, not a prostitute. He's coming back for a holy bride. What do we need to surrender in our life? What do we need to do to, be, to become holy and, and godly, making the way right for Jesus Christ? Because once again, if I get to heaven and find out you weren't ready to give us something up, you know, and we had to wait another week or two, even a week or two, I'm not going to be happy with you. Heaven or no heaven, you're going to be admonished. But it's okay. Jesus is going to wash away every tear from your eyes because you're going to have tears when I get done with you. All right? How is God speaking to us? Let's pray. As Christians, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Have we bought the world's lies? Do we have our focus on sharing the faith and and, and discerning? Are we going to be the wheat or the weeds when Jesus comes again? Are we separate from the world? Are we sharing our faith, fulfilling that purpose? What in our life do we need to take a radical step on to be holy and godly, speeding that day? And while we're praying about that, I want to speak to those who have never put their faith in Jesus. Maybe you just did it while we were doing this sermon here in the Word of God. You put your faith in Jesus. But I want to make sure of it. Are you ready for what's coming here on this earth and also the second coming of Jesus Christ? Jesus coming. Are you ready for that? If the rapture happened right now, would you go up? Or would you be left behind? There's only one way to be ready to to receive the Holy Spirit and have your eyes open to all the lies and deception, to know the truth and to be free. There's only one way, and that is putting our faith in Jesus Christ to give our life to Him. I always encourage people to, to, to... to say a prayer of faith, to just put an exclamation. I know it happens in our heart, but I encourage them to say a prayer of faith just to put an exclamation on it, to make sure. The prayer of faith, God, I, I repent. I turn away from my old life, from the sin, from everything in my life that goes against your word and your will for me. I ask you to forgive me. Because I'm putting my faith in your son, Jesus Christ. I 
put my faith in his death on the cross to pay for my sin so that it can be forgiven. I put my faith in his resurrection from the dead so that I can live a new life free and forgiven I give my life to you God if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ something incredible has happened to you You are now a new creation, a brand new person. Your old self has died. You have a new life in Jesus. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. You're in for the shock of your life. You will see everything differently now. The world, God, His Word will come alive now like fire. Your life will never be the same. I want to encourage you to tell somebody. Maybe you have a family member. Maybe you have somebody here, a friend. Maybe you have somebody at school or work. Tell somebody. Tell me on the way out. Text me, email me. Tell somebody so we can be excited for you and encourage you. Father, pray for every one of us that we would be speeding the day. We can't wait for Jesus to come again. In Jesus' name, amen. Chuck, thank you. Wonderful sermon, wonderful reminders, good word. Thank you so much. If any of you would like prayer after the service, our prayer team will be in the back. Please take advantage of that. Let's stand as we sing. It is well with my soul, no matter what we're facing. Our soul can know it is well.
Thank you so much for being here today. Hope you have a great day ahead and a great week as well.